You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. NFL Draft, POD Cast. We are here. It is 1.25 in the morning. The NFL Draft just wrapped up day one of, or day one, round one of the 2020 NFL Draft. Um, it was a long night. Uh, thanks to everyone who joined us on our Zoom conference. Um, but we are here to discuss Jeff Okuda, all things Detroit Lions, and everything else that happened in day one of the NFL Draft. But before we get into that, into that let's do some intros. My name is Jeremy Reisman. I'm the managing editor of Pride of Detroit. I'm the interim coach of this POD cast. You can find me at Detroit Online. And we have a very special guest, a voice you may recognize from this POD cast, the former adequate host, the, the number one man in our hearts. Chris <laughs> Perfett is back on the show. I know what you're talking about. Return. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so I guess I have like 35 tokens. And because you, you've now used the second one of those to uh, to summon me here. So yeah. hello, everybody. I'm good to be back. I am not the host right now. Jeremy's hosting. So I don't know, which is a real shame because I have no clue what I'm talking about at any point in time. Like that, that's the usual rule for me is like I'm an ignorant idiot. So like if I can't host, I don't know what you're going to want me to do. I hope it's not analysis. I We'll see. I mean, things are going to get loopy here. I get the feeling we're just going to have kind of a mini <laughs> podcast here because we're we're yeah. all running on fumes here. Oh my it's god, gonna be even worse had, tomorrow. <laughs> can we talk about like if you're ch- digging through our videos on Twitch, go back and watch that four hour marathon, four and a half hour marathon we just did for day one of the draft. I uh, I'm still wearing off some of the booze we were drinking while having fun. <laughs> uh, it was also really hot here in LA, and we had so many people on. We had and, uh, almost 1,200 viewers. So if you're just listening to this POD cast and you're not part of our Twitch community, you're missing out. Jump in on day two. We're doing, the ex- we're doing the exact same thing tomorrow. Um, believe the draft starts at 7 p.m. So if you're listening yeah. to this Friday afternoon, jump into our Twitch channel tomorrow because it's so much fun. Yeah, um, I'm probably won't. I probably won't be here tomorrow, unfortunately, for that, just because I'll be working uh, overnights at yeah. Fox Sports Radio. So, you know. But uh, let's jump into what happened. Let's talk about what I see the reviews in the, the Twitch chatter. I see the reviews in the Twitch chatter already mixed. I've got one person asking me for a rant and one person thinking I'm about to dump on the Lions. So. Well, guess what? You're not because you were one of the many in our in our Zoom conference that were excited about the Lions first round pick of Jeff Okuda. Were you not? I, I wouldn't say excited so much as I was. It, it, I think ple- like on the lighter side of pleased, on the stronger side of content. In between pleased and content. Okay. Let's just say that right there. And that's good enough for me. 
as far yeah, as I'm i was concerned. gonna say that's like that's like a six out of ten on <laughs> on the perfect scale which is on like a, an 11 out of 10 on most people's scale I it's think. a hard grade i'm a hard i i'm you, you take my class in college you're not like you you're gonna have to really hustle to earn that a <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I would say my initial reaction was a little bit of relief, honestly. Um, uh-huh. it, it became pretty clear as the draft started that the Lions weren't going to trade out of the pick. And that is ultimately a disappointment, no question. Um, when you have the third overall pick and you have a bunch of defensive prospects that are at the top of your board, um, you, I mean, best case scenario is you get one of those guys and you get an extra pick. Obviously, that didn't happen. But the rumors are also trending towards the, the beginning of the night that the Lions might draft Eric Brown. And that would have been a pick that I had an issue with. Not the Ooh. player. I loved Eric Brown as a player, but the value of third overall nose tackle kind of pick is not one that I don't think a lot of people would have been happy with. I certainly wouldn't have been that happy about. I wouldn't have been as upset as many people, but I would have had to deal with a lot of angry Lions fans, and I don't like dealing with a lot of angry Lions fans. So instead, the Lions get... Jeff Okuda, a guy who plays an elite position in the NFL, a, a coveted position in this NFL, in this era of NFL football, and a guy who's just, you know, one of the best cornerback prospects we've seen in years. And it's hard to be upset about that. It's hard to be upset of that when you consider the Lions cornerback uh, roster, you know, just kind of went from meh to, okay, this could actually work. And uh, I, I'm, I'm relieved. I would say I'm I'm more than content, honestly. And that's especially true after the news that Adam Schefter broke and then Bob Quinn later confirmed the Lions didn't get a trade-down offer, which is insane to me, but apparently they didn't get a single trade-down offer. Not a single one. I think I think that we're I'm gonna jump in and try to do like paint that picture if I can, because yeah. All week leading up to this, we were getting just inundated. I remember going in last Friday to work and, you know, one of the big stories then was Bob Quinn talking about he wants to trade out from number three and that everyone was taking that at face value and running with it. Then all of a sudden this earlier this week, we saw suddenly Miami was popping up on radars. Maybe it looks increasingly clear they were going to be the ones to trade up. They had just had such a hard going for Tua Tavagaloa. Um, I butcher that name. I apologize. I'm usually better with Samoan names, but it's also pretty late for me. But it, it looked like the Lions were going to get that. And then we started seeing the weird scenarios playing out, right? We saw first, suddenly it was like, well, maybe uh, another team might be involved and Lions could be trading not only then down with the, with the Dolphins, but then down as far as maybe number nine. And then we yeah. saw... You know, the Dolphins were like reports like, oh, yeah, the Dolphins, they want to trade because, yeah, they would have been the Jaguars. And then we saw reports like, oh, the Dolphins, so they want to trade up to three, but they don't want to give up the fifth overall pick. Right. So it, it was getting weird. So when I saw reports afterwards, the Lions didn't have a dance partner. I kind of knew this was all just kind of I, I I felt back when I saw the Miami wants this, but also wants to eat its cake, too. I kind of gave up on the idea of the Lions trading down. I knew by then they weren't going to have a dance partner for this factor in the fact that all these guys are working on remote locations with uh, some pretty shoddy Internet in some places with some pretty fly by night uh, 
setups, including one with Mike Vrabel, which included someone taking a dump on the toilet that we saw in a mirror screenshot with also two other kids in very uh, bizarre attire. I don't know what was going on with Mike Vrabel, to be honest. Either either way, it it, it, it lended itself to a night where I just knew action at the top of this draft was just not going to happen. You don't have the communication needed there for those kind of dances you need. And yeah, you could have arranged it ahead of time, but the Lions would have nixed a lot of things until they knew what was going on with Chase Young in front of them. You don't know if someone could have traded up with the Redskins and tried to take you know, the number two overall pick or what could maybe happen if all of a sudden, you know, Cincinnati pulls a fast one and takes Tua instead of Joe Burrow, which would they be idiots to do? So in that case, I, I get it. Like we, I think you and me, Jeremy, this has been our longstanding frustration. I hate trading back because it makes it means I have to sit around and wait longer. And I'm an impatient person when it comes to the draft. I hate waiting for the draft. I hate how long it takes. I hate that there's seven rounds. I hate that there's all this hype. I hate that there's a massive industry of guys I just will never be able to see play and speculate about. And then we'll be speculating about them until all of a sudden it's all dust. They're players in their third year going for their fourth year, fifth round options on the table of what to do with that. And all of a sudden, Everyone's long forgotten who you who were who were picking. It's it's the ultimate. I'm the review guy. You're the preview guy. And I hate trade downs, but I understand the math that we talked about when it comes to the trade down. Yeah. Your your math, which I respect, <clears throat> is that you just have their lottery tickets, and if you have more right. lottery tickets, it works out for you. And especially since you're only trading down, you're not trading out of the top ten, so that's right. fine. Like, yeah, there were chances I, I, to, yeah, yeah. I just continue I, and I'll I, finish I, my point. It, it's there's no doubt that even though they didn't get any trade offers, there is going to be this ultimately ultimate sinking feeling that the Lions didn't get enough out of that pick. Didn't which get is weird. Value out of that which is so pick. damn weird. You probably got one of the best def- defensive players on the board, depending on who you ask, might be the best one over Chase Young. He certainly had the most impressive combine, and we're sitting here just kind of picking at it. It's like you just got you just got a Ferrari, and you're looking at it and saying, "Yeah, but we didn't get the we didn't get the dealer discount for you know for for parts and maintenance, like the the two percent discount we could have gotten, or like ext- the extended warranty." It's like right, okay. Okay, but you still got a Ferrari. <laughs> right. It's sitting there in the garage. Probably. You probably got a Ferrari. You probably um, got it. You you got you got from whatever but, scout is saying the equivalent of what could turn into a Ferrari, but don't don't poke holes in it. Don't don't say like I'm 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 hyping up the pick. No. I'm positive about the pick. I, <laughs> I'm just shocked that the narrative for a lot of Lions fans has been about, hey, we didn't trade down. Oh, okay, fine, but you got Jeff Okuda. Like this guy's amazing. The, I, the, there's a lot of things where this frustration comes from. One is just previous years. We see a, a team take advantage of the Chicago Bears, get a, a, a haul of, of picks just for trading down one. And you just wish that it, you're not really mad at anyone. You're just mad at the circumstances. Like, why couldn't the Lions, who clearly wanted to trade down, Bob Quinn basically admitted it after the draft. Yeah. Why couldn't they have taken advantage of a team to just pick, you know, get extra day two picks, get a couple of extra day two picks. You had two quarterback needy teams, two two quarterback hungry teams, and they played the system. They figured it out. They realized I can just sit on my ass at five and six and get the quarterbacks that I want anyways. And it's yeah. unfortunate. It's not anyone's fault. It's we shouldn't be condemning Bob Quinn for for not 
throwing a, a better smoke screen or, or whatever, maybe trying to convince teams that they were going to pick a quarterback. I'm not really even sure what that would have done because then they would have tried to trade above the Lions and, and Washington wasn't budging anyway. So it, it's just kind of frustrating from a, like, why couldn't it be us this time? It, it's, yeah. it's the common Lions theme. Why not us? Why can't we have okay, the Okay, but thing this, is, this is just picking. This is, it's but, just... It's it's splitting hairs for me. Like I get yeah, it. Maybe it you could have retailored your strategy and thrown out. I just don't believe that a lot of these guys are these tactical geniuses trying to opening right. up their Sun Tzu and trying to trick other people to do their to make their first move for them. Like okay, maybe they could have made up some rumors and thrown it out there that hey, maybe the Redskins want to trade back or maybe the the you know the Giants aren't really as thirsty for a tackle who knows what they could do oh no this is right in front of you you chargers this is right in front of you dolphins and really up the value of the third overall pick but as you said it was pretty stay put at the yeah. top of the draft so there's not much you can do and when you do that you can't just sit around and whine that again you didn't get the 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 extended warranty like yeah. you, you got a great pick. You got someone of a massive need for the Lions, a hole that just opened up. A guy who might honestly be ready to play right now, even though cornerbacks oh. have a yeah. have kind of a uh, growth a, a lifespan that they need to grow over to be great in the NFL. Like Jeff Okuda is pro ready. He's one of the best athletic talents in the draft. No doubt about that. He showed that at the combine. Like it's I I, I it, it just it's splitting hairs. And honestly, like if you're doing that, okay, fine. But just again, as Jeremy liked to introduce me, I'm really negative about the Boston boys. I'm really negative about Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. And I just I can't stand on that right now. This was a great pick. This yeah. was this was this was a this wasn't a knock it out of the damn park pick because as far as I'm concerned, close. if you're sitting at three and you can't trade down, you take Okuda. Yeah. You take Okuda. You don't take Derek Brown or whatever people are saying. You take Okuda. And that's exactly what the Lions did. Yeah. And let, let me talk about Okuda for a minute just to to kind of enlighten you guys as as to the kind of guy that they're getting. Not that you guys don't know at this point. We've been talking about Okuda since January, but He's I he's the ideal size Matt Patricia wants in a corner at six one. He's speedy. He's twitchy. He's physical. He's adept at man coverage. We we talk about cornerbacks having kind of that that long learning curve in the NFL. I am of a belief that we're not going to see that with Jeff Okuda. First of all, that's kind of an outdated trend. When you think about some of the best, the highest drafted guys uh, at, at the position as of recently, you talk about Marshawn Lattimore. Guy who made the rookie, made the Pro Bowl's rookie season, made it again this year. You talk about Denzel Ward in 2018, also made the Pro Bowl's rookie year. Mm-hmm. These are guys that can make an impact immediately. And I think with the the style of play he played at Ohio State, which is going to almost exactly mirror how the Lions are going to use him as that press man coverage guy who's, again, perfect size, perfect speed, perfect athleticism that they're looking for. This is going to be a plug-and-play guy, and it's more than you could say for anyone else that was available at the draft. You could maybe say that for an offensive tackle. You couldn't say that for Isaiah Simmons. I'm sorry. I know there are a lot of Isaiah Simmons fans, but that guy was going to have a big learning curve at whatever position, whatever team um, was going to pick him. And Derek Brown, maybe a plug-and-play guy, but not the high-impact kind of play player that that Jeff Okuda is because Jeff Okuda is a one is a hundred percent of snaps guy where Derek Brown is probably 
around the 40-50% snaps guy. So yeah, the Lions got the most possible value they could out of a single pick, and they improved one of their biggest areas of need. So this is this is a home run pick. And yeah, the trade down might irk some people that, that it didn't happen, but the Lions made the best of, of the situation that they had, and I, I can't I can't poke holes in this. I, I can't poke a ton of holes in Jeff Okuda as a, as a player himself, and I certainly can't poke any holes in, in the decision to make the pick for him. Yeah, like we're, we're, we're basically yelling about a hypothetical here, and right. I don't want to do that. I don't like hypotheticals to begin with. I deal in hard facts. I deal in what happens on the field. The hypothetical is that there was some mythical dance partner out there that was willing to back up the Brinks truck to give you a king's ransom for the third overall pick. That wasn't reality, folks. So why are you getting mad about what you were dreaming up? You like, I get it. You think you are the Chinggis Khan of the NFL draft sitting at home waiting on your armchair to show all these guys what's what. And that's that's why we blog and that's why we talk on Twitter. But no, no, this is this is this was the right move. Cornerbacks also are not like scheme dependent a lot of the times. So he's very like yeah. Okuda is I mean, just going go out to be a cover guy. Yeah. 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 Just cover a guy. And like, did we not see that with Darius Slay when he was, you know, one of the top corners in the league? Did we not see this, that this is how, you know, I, for me personally, I'm still irked that there's still not a good edge rusher for the Lions, but there was nothing the Lions could do once Chase Young was off the board. The next edge rusher went like 15 picks later. So, yeah. And again, I'm not taking a nose tackle at three. Sorry. I know, again, I'm, I'm being a hypocrite. I'm playing the armchair general here, but Okuda was the right pick. He is a position, uh, as you say, Jeremy, it is a position that is evolving in the NFL, is becoming almost as important as an edge rush, as a pass rusher these days, is to have good corners. And the Lions now have Okuda, what they'll be able to open up with, and then they have their choice, either Oro Arie or Justin Coleman, you know, to line up to line up opposite him. Maybe both, you know, keep one of them in rotation or something. Either way, that if one of those other two guys pans out and Okuda pans out, you've got a good backfield. You've got a good backfield again. It's more more balanced than what we had with Darius Slay plus whoever we could throw on the opposite him. Yeah, it's I mean, a, it's, this, that's a good backfield. This team has been dying for a one-two punch at cornerback on, on, on the outsides, and they finally have it in Okuda and Trufant. That's the best one-two mm-hmm. punch they've had in a long time. Yeah, I forgot about yes, Trufant, too. Yeah. That's that's relying a lot on a rookie, I, I'll admit. But Trufant was playing at a, at about the same level as Darius Slay for the past three years, and and I mean, you think of all the number twos that this team has rotated through in the past decade, and they finally have <laughs> one that might actually work out in, in a one-two punch that they haven't had before. So one that um, isn't going to be just hack his one that's not going to hack his way to a million yards of pass interference, too. Right. All right, we're going to leave it at that. When we come back, we're going to talk about the entire NFL draft, talk about some of the other teams, and chat has been asking the question a million times. Yes, we're going to get into some day two options, I promise. But stick around. We'll be right back on the emergency POD cast, day one of the NFL draft.
And we are back with the POD cast recapping day one of the NFL draft. Let's stretch things out from the Detroit Lions to the rest of the league because a lot of interesting thing ha- things happened Thursday night. And I think we have to start within, in the, within the division, the Green mm-hmm. Bay Packers, a team that was already kind of low on draft resources, decides to trade up, trade up from 30 to 26. You're surprising me, Jeremy. I thought we were going to start with C.D. Lamb being chosen by the Dallas Cowboys, sending every Philadelphia Eagles fan into the megaverse, screaming blood. As much as I like angry Eagles fans, I like angry (laughs) Packers fans. I'm sorry. I I follow a lot of Eagles fans. And like, uh, if you want to see some people take out the torches for Howie Roseman. Oh, my God. Like they didn't even pick the guy. (laughs) But but let let's talk about Jordan Love to the Packers. Um, I, mm-hmm. I saw some people throughout the week saying it could happen. They could draft Aaron Rodgers' replacement. This is the age in which they drafted Brett Favre's replacement. Obviously, that being Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. But when I saw Packers land react to that pick, they did not take those rumors seriously. They Can did I not expect you? this to happen. Can I read you a tweet from uh, someone from Max, Matt Schneiderman? He's he's quoting this from the Pat, Pat McAfee show. So mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show on, I, I guess it's yes. on YouTube. Yes. So yep. uh, Aaron Rodgers, quote, we haven't picked a skill player in the first round in 15 years. So that would be kind of cool. Unquote. Rodgers says whoever the pick is, he'll track down his phone number and welcome to the team tonight if the Packers don't trade out. So obviously this is made before everything goes helter skelter, uh, electric boogaloo. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers just saying, when he's saying skill player, he's thinking like a wide receiver, a tight end, a running, a, a catching running back, someone he can actually use. And unfortunately for Aaron Rodgers, the, the thing that first heard him was a bleeping monkey paw, which shriveled up immediately at this. You got your skill pair player, Rodgers. You got it, Aaron. You, happy you got it. You happy? <laughs> I, so, I am, I'm over the moon with this pick because like, I think it's fascinating watching how many people were then saying, okay, well, if I'm the Patriots, I'm jumping on the phone with the Green Bay Packers right now and offering the world to to try to get Aaron Rodgers. Well, I I would just say that I I saw some people saying like, I I think there was someone I respect was saying like, that's, that's the, that's the course you want to go for if you're rooting uh, for, you know, for the good uh, outcome in the scenario. No, even if I wasn't a Lions fan, even if I didn't hate the Packers with all my being, I want Aaron Rodgers to stay put in Green Bay. Why? Because it's going to be so much more funny if we have a season in 2020 and he has to sit there stewing, looking at Jordan Love the entire time, trying to fight him off and like pretend doing doing the same act that he was doing in reverse with Brett Favre when Brett Favre right. like kept looking like he was going to quit and then kept coming back and Aaron Rodgers getting more and more pissed off. N- guess what, Aaron? Now the shoe's on the other foot. How's it feel now, huh? How's it taste? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's that's pretty much exactly what my feeling was right away is just like this is hilarious we're gonna have another like an even more pissed off Aaron Rodgers who's you know entering the twilight of his career if he isn't there already but just below that surface is like oh shit what if Jordan Love is Aaron Rodgers it's just like oh yeah, wait I no mean, it's- <laughs> wait the, the Packers have had Hall of Fame quarterback 
Hall of Fame quarterback, and now they have another quarterback. And and I'm not calling Jordan Love a future Hall of Famer at this point. He threw 17 interceptions last year. He's got a lot of accuracy accuracy issues. He's got a lot of decision making issues. Those aren't things that are easily corrected. But he's going to have at least one year under Aaron Rodgers, and you don't know how that's going to work because we've seen it work before. We've seen it not work before. Um, yeah. So for now, I'm I'm just going to like you know what. Let's not worry about it now. Maybe it works for them. Maybe it doesn't. But for now, it's still hilarious. So let's just enjoy it's, that. Yeah, I, I have the schadenfreude in my head right now. It's also the fact yeah. that the Packers traded up for this as well is, right. the, uh, is the other part. I don't I'm not as deep in the uh, he's a bust tank as some other people when it comes to Jordan Love. I'm not going to worry too much about all those interceptions, especially when you're coming from like smaller schools like this. Um, you know, Utah State, group of five. I'm not going to worry too much about that because, I mean, we've seen some pretty rough guys come out of these smaller schools before. And I know that's group of five and versus like, say, power five with, you know, Patrick Mahomes or with Russell Wilson at NC State, mind, or in Wisconsin, mind you. But, you know, these were unpolished guys who came in and started to look uh, <laughs> pretty good after a while. I think everyone was just shocked that Jordan Love was a, fir- a day one pick at the end of the day. Like I thought we I thought we we were talking about because like he was the fourth quarterback to go. You know, we already had Tua and Herb I'm sorry, um third? Well yeah, third did I screw up? Yeah. No, 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 that's right. Burrow. Don't forget Burrow. Burrow, that's Tua right. I, I completely erased Her- uh, Burrow from my mind. Yes. Burrow to a Herbert to a Herbert. And yep. then Love. So he was the fourth quarterback picked. And it was late in the round. It, it feels like a stretch, not even too much of one because he might as well be a second day pick at that point when you're in like the late, the second half of the twenties. So I'm not going to worry too much about it, but yeah, like if you're a Lions fan, just enjoy the shot in Friday right now. Maybe he pans out. Maybe he doesn't either way. The guy who's been bugging you for a while is going to have several months, maybe a year, depending on what happens with the coronavirus of sweating this guy out and stewing and feeling unspeakably betrayed by a, vaunted organization that has now shown him that this is just business Bubba and is going to have all sorts of hell on his hands. Now, granted, he could always turn that around and decide to go ape and uh, completely torch the Lions in both games, but we're not going to do that yet. No, just, <laughs> we're not even talking just, about that. Just have it right now. Have take a little solace right in now. the fact that this is the beginning of the end of Aaron Rodgers' reign over the NFC North. We're, we finally... Unless he goes to the Vikings. We don't no, shut up. Okay. That, <laughs> then, then he would really complete the Brett Favre circle. Yeah, no. Of I, life. All, all you need to do then is wait a few years after the Vikings, go to the Jets and show your dong on social media. You know, but if he goes to the to the Vikings, let's right. just hope that he has the Brett Favre moment where this is not Detroit. What are you doing, <laughs> Brett Favre? <laughs> I can't. Right. I, 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 I don't under. I don't understand what Green Bay was doing with this pick because, yeah, like even if the plan is Jordan Love, like Aaron Rodgers' first point still stands. Like they don't have any. They haven't been he, picking. He, he has skill players. Had, he's not had any help for a really long time. Yeah, um, and he he really can't make guys look good like he used to be able to. So yeah, we'll see what happens in Green Bay. Let's turn our attention back to the Lions and look forward to day two. Um, Chris, what are some positions that you're hoping the Lions address? They have three picks in day two, so one second round pick, one thir- or two third round picks, one from uh, the Eagles in that um, trade for Darius Slay. 
Yeah, I'm not going to be able to give you names because I I feel like at this point, like names yeah, are just fluid. Just like, I know everyone. Everyone is saying, uh, you know, Andrew Espinosa. I mean, I'm sorry, AJ, AJ Espin- Espinosa right now is the big thing. That would certainly make my friend um, Iowa Sam at Fox Sports Radio happy that once again, the Lions are dipping back into that Hawkeyes pool. But besides right. him, like, I mean, it, we don't know. Uh, round two is where all the gr- dr- grades start to break down. Guys don't know what they're talking about anymore. And even the position is pretty flexible. I think I've been pounding the table every year for day two being like, Hey, are the Lions going to take an edge rusher now? Are they going to take it now? I'm going to take a defensive end and they never do. So, but once again, I'm going back to my pool. I want to see them take a defensive end, someone to set the edge by God. Finally, this is getting ridiculous and out of hand. Okuda was the right choice, but I I'll tell you, man, I was sitting around waiting for chase young. Like I, I, that, that was my unreal. I know, I know, but I need an edge rusher. You guys did not know how bleep this is that the lions haven't had a competent pass rusher since Ezekiel Ansa. It's getting really annoying. It's making me pull out my damn hair. Uh, Here's here's the good news for you. Only two were taken in the first round. Only Chase Young and Clavon Chase on from LSU were taken in the first round. So there's Epinesa. There's uh, Uter gross Matos out of Penn state. Um, Josh Uche uh, out of Michigan, uh, definitely a, a good fit there. A guy that the lines are familiar with the senior bowl and play that Jack linebacker role that, that has been vacated by yeah. Devon Kennard. Um, while whereas I think Epinesa and, and Gross Matos are more that down defensive end position, which isn't particularly open for the Lions, but they could certainly use more depth there. And since it's a position that they like to rotate, it, it they'd get a lot of rookie reps. It just wouldn't necessarily be a starting position like Uche might be. Yeah, um, some, some people are saying Julian Aquara as well yeah. out of Notre Dame, which would be a excellent choice. Notre Dame usually provide. Uh, provides excellent linemen on both sides of the ball um as for round three or maybe another option this almost seemed like a luxury pick like i know there, there's so many holes on the defense you almost want to triple up and go for a linebacker or something but i know we floated this here on our four-hour stream jeremy and i want to kick it back to you because if you look down the road the only player the lions really the only wide receiver the lions really have for any appreciable amount of time still is going to be Kenny Galladay. And, and, and that's assuming they, I, they extend him because that's assuming, right now, that's assuming the option. Yes. That's, they literally don't have a wide receiver signed beyond this season. So yes, yes. wide receiver is a hundred percent a need. I've said it it from absolutely the beginning, it's yeah. a top five need. And we you have any wide receivers go in the first round. We saw Judy lamb rugs, Ayuk Jefferson, and I believe that's it. Oh, Rieger as well. Um, but that le- there's a lot of good talent still out there. It, this is being billed as one of the better depth classes at wide receiver, and I think we could absolutely see the lines go wide receiver in this lot, in this round, whether it's Ham- KJ Hamler, LaVisca, Chenault, uh, T. Higgins we were joking about towards the end. I think Michael Pittman Jr. is a really good fit for the lines out of, out of your boys at USC. Um, right on. And then maybe if we if we move a little bit later and talk about their their third round picks, Chase Claypool is a guy again out of Notre Dame. KJ Hill is a guy that um, probably more of a slot guy, but Amendola is not getting any younger. A lot of wide receiver talent, and so I don't think the Lions necessarily need to be aggressive to get a wide receiver here, but I do think they should dip into it, and probably round three is really the money round to do it. I just hate doing rounds two and three right after we do round one because it means that it's a quick turnaround to let me know if I'm wrong or right. <laughs> and I hate <laughs> no, that. Fine. Like it's it's 
like i i know i i hope i hope you're all listening to this like afterwards and the lions like take like i don't know a kicker in the third round or something and you just <laughs> laugh and laugh and laugh but well, i i don't know I, I i literally don't know like again i like reacting after the fact and uh yeah there, there's definitely some names to fall in love with here but again this is where the prospect grades start to break down. The NFL has their NFL.com has their grades. Everyone in some of these longer mock drafts have their grades. Guys like Alex Reno have fallen in love with certain guys. But I think once you hit probably very early into the second round, the difference between those draft boards and the draft boards general managers have deviates wildly. Yes, 100%. yeah, wildly, wildly different. So be yeah. ready for anything is what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that it would be nice to see an offense-defense mix on day two. Hopefully yeah. it's an edge rusher, and hopefully it's a wide receiver looking towards the future to supplement Kenny Galladay. Uh, yeah. But the but the one position we haven't talked about, and it's arguably the, the team's biggest need, is offensive mm-hmm. line, right? Um, the, the line yeah, and not I know really people- figured out who they're – right guard slash right tackle is going to be. They, they, they signed Halapuli Vati Vaitai. Mm-hmm. Bob Quinn says he can play right guard or right tackle. I'm still of the belief that he's going to be the right tackle based on his experience there, which means offensive guard <laughs> is wide open, wide open. Yeah. They, they don't Unfortunately, have a, a, a good starter there. Unfortunately, this is just not a good class for guards. So I've been told like it's just not. And we've already seen a run on the best offensive tackles in this first round. We we, we thought it wasn't going to happen. Like we we were kind of watching. It's like, okay, this, you know, the Andrew Thomas, the it's the Giants was kind of confusing. But then we went until like pick 10, I think, before the offensive tackles started just fly off the board, you know. Uh, Browns took Jedrick Wills, Mecky Becton went to went to the Jets, Tristan Wirfs to to uh, Tampa. It in Austin Jackson fight on over to the Dolphins as they get back in that first round. Like so, I I but yeah, as you say, no guards. But again, none of them really have any good grades. I I think maybe you see that in the third round, but with the Lions picking so early in the second round, I feel like it'd be kind of a bit of a waste. It's, Especially it's de- with all the defensive talent available. Yeah, agreed. That's 100%, 100% agree there. Too much defensive talent on the board at 35 to go guard. Um, but the fact that there literally hasn't been a second interior offensive lineman off the board yet means whether you're a Lloyd Cushenberry fan, uh, Matt Hennessy is one that, that our, uh, our own Kentley Platty is, is a fan of. And I think he's what I think Kent would really like Hennessy to go as as one of the line's third round picks. And I, I think that would make a lot of sense because then you're talking about guys in the fourth and fifth round who could potentially be starters, but you're kind of mm-hmm. relying on a lot of development there. And, and as our chat is pointing out, yes, the line's current starting right guard is Kenny Wiggins. Who's not only uh, a below average starter, but he's also coming off surgery. So that's not a great yeah. combination. Um, I know the lines like him a lot. I know he has versatility as left guard and right guard, but that's not a great situation. And this is all assuming that you're perfect okay with Joe Dahl as a starting left guard which I personally personally not so much um, so job. offensive lineman you're right in that it's not a great class and maybe you want to go tackle instead of guard here um, and, and the hope that you, you get a guy um, that, that can that can start immediately at right tackle and push Vitae to that right guard position but again you know, maybe like an Ezra Cleveland is a guy that's, that's a, a name that, that some even threw out there as a first round talent um, but it, it just doesn't look great for the Lions on offensive line. It never did for guard. So I think 
that's something they could potentially wait until um, either early day three or late day two. And I think that's I, w- I would say late day two, probably probably with the either the first or second of their third round picks is way is where yeah. I would hope to see it, especially since your goal this year for offense is just to keep Stafford upright and healthy. Sure. It's, it's um, I'm, I'm sorry. That's that's all that really matters. We saw that yeah. last year and he ain't getting younger. He's going to be more susceptible as he gets older, too. So I wouldn't like I wouldn't chance it. All right, I want to talk about two more positions. One is just one player, defensive tackle. Mm. I think Ross Blacklock is an interesting um, choice for the the thirty fifth overall pick. He's got very that some very had. low key great name. Um, yeah, you, you put and, black plus another object yes, as your yes. after that is your last name. Like <laughs> careful, that's, that's you have fantastic. to be careful. Um, he's not the nose tackle that a guy like Derek Brown would be, but. Um, we talk about the Lions needing a pass rush a lot. Blacklock's got a little pass rush from the interior. Um, we talk about pass rush usually come from the edges. Blacklock is a guy who could potentially bring it from the interior. Um, uh, Marlon Davidson is another guy that that might be in the conversation at 35, if not their, their first third-round pick. And then running backs. We only saw one running back go in the first round of the NFL draft, and it was at the very last pick. And it wasn't the the guy that I think a lot of people thought it would be. Um, it was Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of LSU. I think a lot of people had three guys ahead of him, so that was a bit of a surprise. Chris, are you okay with the Lions going running back with 35, the second their second round pick? No. They've proven they you. can't draft one. You. They 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 well, proven they can't. The do reason it. why you should be you should answer that, but you were right. The line should. I've you know anyone who listens I, to the they, podcast they, knows they I need, absolutely need hate one. running backs in the second round. They they, they need one, but uh, the value on them has completely de- depreciated. We almost went the full first round without seeing one drafted, and right. To That's be honest, like the Lions, just I, I'm sorry, Bob Quinn can't draft a good running back at a high round. Stop spending your picks on it, like. <laughs> That's my only advice to him as a non-existent consigliere. It's like just just admit what your de- defects are and uh, and be f- and be at peace. I feel like they may be tempted though because what, no, they'll be tempted. People- they'll be like you know people are tempted by the devil every day, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that the J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, all still available. All top three guys that the I, I would say a large consensus. Of, of mock drafters and draft analysts viewed those as the top three guys. And the fact that all of them are still on the board might be tempting to a team. I really hope it's not the Detroit Lions, but we saw them trade up and grab a running back a couple of years ago. So yeah. it wouldn't be out of the question to see them do that. I'm staunchly against it. I think if you want to get an AJ Dillon in the third or fourth round, that's totally fine with me. I know he has some injury concerns, but he's a big physical back, which we know the Lions like. So mm-hmm. I say stay away from running back. I know people I, I've already seen J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins in our Twitter mentions. No, don't do a running back. They, they don't normally see second contracts in the NFL, and that's not what you're asking for with your second yeah, pick. Did everyone, did everyone just dry up on on Johnson already after one injury, too? Or everyone two does, injuries. Done, two injuries, yeah. Is everyone done with, like, Bo Scarborough after all the hype that you guys were heaping on this kid? Like... Ready for the next shiny toy, I guess. All right. I just don't think like the Lions. I know. I know Patricia wants to establish the run. I know we've created that as a meme, but the Lions and like, you, you know what you do. You, you know establish what you do well. Like the run with the offensive line. That's how you establish the run. 
you know, I mean, you, you, you know what you do well and you have Stafford. Like, can you stop pretending you're someone you're not? We love you the way that you are. Like, <laughs> this is this is such an odd midlife crisis to choose to try to pattern yourself after the 85 bears. Just stop, man. It's a new age. It's it's the viral age. We have viruses outside and everything. We don't even know if the season's going to get played, but like, honest to God, like, could, could you stop trying to cosplay as 80s NFL football? Like, the Mayflower trucks have yet to move. Uh, the the Colts out of Baltimore. I think that was before the eighties. Actually, I can't remember, <laughs> but either way, like, could, could you stop? Could you, could you remember that you live in the year 2020 and that you're supposed to be a forward thinking offense and you have like a top T like a probably top low top slash top of the second tier quarterback and Matt Stafford, who has a cannon of an arm. Like, could, could you, could you like pretend that this is your reality and just, just go, don't, don't, don't get that tattoo on your back, please. Just, I hope come on. they won't. But Jesus. we will find out tomorrow and you can find out along with again, we are going to have our live Twitch going during all the second and third rounds on Friday. So go here, twitch.tv slash pride of Detroit to join us. And then we'll have our live podcast right again after that um, and available for you Saturday morning. So uh, for now, enjoy Jeff Okuda, enjoy the Detroit Lions, enjoy all of the things that await the Lions in the second round and beyond and enjoy the POD cast. Cause we'll be right back at you tomorrow. Can I See do this, Jeremy? Do what? The thing. Oh, yeah. Do it, dude. Yeah. See you, Starside. Thank <laughs> you.